We want to thank all of you for being with us tonight. We count it a great privilege uh, that you've chosen to take this Christmas Eve to be here, to worship with us, and to learn with us. And as Pastor Chad mentioned earlier in the service, we have a book that we want to give you. It's called The Gift. It's subtitled, What if Christmas gave you what you've always wanted? What if Christmas gave you what you've always wanted. It's written by a man named Glenn Scrivener. He's actually a young man who is a Christian author and evangelist. And he's part of a group known as the Gospel Coalition. The Gospel Coalition is a group of like-minded Christians who have banded together to uh, support uh, and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. They come from various denominations. And they're also committed to helping people like us to take the eternal truth of the Bible and to communicate it in a culture and context like ours, to bring it in to today's world. And so the reason I tell you that is because what I'm going to share with you tonight is really taken right from this book, or for the most part, from this book. So here's my goal. My goal is, is that you'll hear what I share with you tonight, and then you'll take one of these books and you'll read uh, an expanded explanation of this, and as Pastor Chad mentioned, uh, either keep it for yourself or pass it on to someone else. Well, what we're going to do tonight, we're going to look simply at three verses from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 21 through 23. It's going to be on the screen for you, so if you don't have a Bible, that's okay. You can just read along with me while it's on the screen. Matthew chapter 1, verses 21 through 23, we read this. Now let me give you just a little bit of background. An angel comes to Joseph, because Joseph is engaged to a young woman named Mary, and Mary is pregnant, she's with child, even though the two of them have never had relations. And Joseph is greatly troubled, as you can imagine. And so an angel comes to him and says, Joseph, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And then the angel says this in verses 21 through 23. She, Mary, will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Well, our first thought tonight is God with us. The ancient prophet Isaiah said that a virgin would conceive and bear a son, and they were to call his name Emmanuel. Now, Matthew, one of the disciples tells us what Emmanuel means. Knowing that we're reading this, he wants to explain it to us, and so he tells us that Emmanuel means God with us. And I want you to think of what the angel is saying to Joseph. He is saying that a baby would be born who is God. This is at the heart and soul of what Christmas is all about. A baby would be born who is God. God was coming to live among us. God was going to walk the earth 
with us. God was coming, just as we saw in that video clip. And what I want to share with you tonight, perhaps the most important thing that I'm going to share on or in this Christmas Eve service is this. The greatest gift that God has ever given us is the gift of himself. The greatest gift that God has ever given us is the gift of himself. He came to me with all of my sin and all of my brokenness. And you know what he gave me? Himself. He gave me himself. He didn't come to tell me how to do something. He didn't come to place burdens on me that I could never live up to or keep. No, he gave me the greatest gift that has ever been given, and that is the gift of himself. And this gift, this baby, actually has two names. Not only is he called Emmanuel, which means God with us, but he was also to be given the name Jesus. It says, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So right from the very beginning, Mary and Joseph were told that they were to name this baby Jesus because the name Jesus means God saves. God saves. And from the very beginning, we are told that this baby came into the world to save us from our sins. It reminds us of perhaps the best known verse in all of the Bible. And that is John 3.16, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God so loved you. God so loved me that he gave us his Son. He gave us the gift of his Son, that whoever believes in his Son should not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus was born into this world. He went on to live a perfect life without any sin. And then he died on the cross. He died in my place, in your place. Our sins were placed upon him because he had no sins to die for. And he was thoroughly punished for my sins and for your sins. And then three days later, he rose from the grave. He rose victoriously from the grave. So I want you to think with me. When Jesus came into the world, in his son, God gave us the gift of Jesus' death. And it truly is a gift. For Jesus took upon himself what we could never do. He died for our sins. And that is that the heart of the Christian gospel. Jesus was punished in my place and in your place so that I would not have to ever, or whoever believes in him would not ever have to be punished or judged. He died as a substitute. He died in my place. When Jesus Christ came into the world, in his son, God gave us the gift of his resurrection. Three days after he died, he rose from the grave, overcoming our two greatest enemies, sin and death. 
And Jesus said this, because I live, you too shall live. The resurrection didn't just happen to Jesus, but it happens to all who believe in him, that when they die, they go on to live in eternity with him. They are part of his resurrection. And in his son, God gave me the gift of himself. God gave me the gift of him so that when I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I walk with God and I talk with God and he leads me and he guides me. He directs me. The Bible says that Moses talked with God as a man talks with his friend. Isn't that beautiful? Moses talked with God as a man talks with his friend. In Jesus, God gave us the gift of himself. So, in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, he accomplishes our salvation. He provides a full and free salvation. And so our second thought tonight is, how do I respond to the gift? Well, a gift is only a gift if there is one who gives and another who receives. Any gift has to be given, but it also has to be received. And so it is with God's free gift of salvation. We have to receive it of our own choice, voluntarily, of our own will. We have to receive this gift. This gift, it's not automatic. And I'm going to share just quickly with you four things about this gift, about receiving this gift. First of all, I must acknowledge the giver. I must acknowledge that this gift of salvation is from God. It comes from heaven. This gift is not a religion. It's not a set of rituals. It's not a set of do's and don'ts. It's the gift of salvation already completely provided for us. So first of all, I acknowledge the giver. Second, I receive the gift. The apostle John said in the first chapter of John, to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. What a verse. To all who received him, he gave the right to become sons and daughters of God. So I believe and I receive and they're not two different things. They really are the same thing. You see, I just, to believe doesn't mean I just believe intellectually. It means I embrace it. I receive it. I make it my own. I believe. When Jesus came into the world and he began his three years of ministry, when he, when he was older, and he began preaching, he said this, the time is fulfilled. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. I repent of my sin. I repent of any self-accomplished salvation. I acknowledge I can't save myself. And I simply receive his gift of salvation. So I acknowledge the giver. I receive the gift. And third, I say thank you. I am so grateful 
I could not save myself. There is nothing I could do to earn my own salvation. And so I receive what God has given me. And we give to God what the Bible calls the sacrifice of praise. We praise him and we thank him. But there's a fourth thing, and this is often left out. Not only do I acknowledge the giver, not only do I receive the gift, not only do I say thank you, but I enjoy the gift. Do you know that God came to fill you with joy? He did. You know, this is Christmas, and some of you have opened your gifts. Some of you will do it tonight. Some of you will do it tomorrow. But if there's a little boy or a little girl, and I were to give them a gift, hopefully they would say thank you, and that would be good. But you know it would be even better? If I watched them play with that gift for hours, and they just loved it, and they played with it. You know, when we receive God's gift, we bring delight to his heart when we find joy in him. I want you to know that your deepest longings, that emptiness that you sometimes feel, that loneliness that gnaws away at you, that heartache that you experience, those nights in the dark when you wonder, why am I here? And what is my purpose? All of those deepest longings find their fulfillment in Christ. He comes to be the greatest joy and pleasure of your life. He wants you to experience, if you don't mind me putting it this way, an adrenaline-pumping thrill in walking with God. That you pursue him with all of your being, with all of your might. And you find your greatest joy in life. Not in a set of rules, not in a religion, but in Jesus. In the gift himself. Well, if you want to receive the gift, all you have to do is open your heart and ask. It's that easy. All you have to do to receive the gift is to open your heart and ask. You see, salvation is not something you do. It's something that's been done for you that you simply receive as a gift. And I say open your heart. And that's an important part of this. I don't want you to think you can just flippantly, casually say, oh, okay, give me the gift. You know how you receive the gift of salvation? Here's how you do it. You do it with childlike faith and innocence. Like a child at Christmas who is absolutely thrilled with the snow. Who's thrilled with the presence and the lights and just being with family. You, like a little child, Believe that Jesus Christ has accomplished your eternal salvation and all you have to do is receive it. And in him you find complete forgiveness. You are given a right relationship with God. You are guaranteed of eternal life beyond the grave. And with the faith of a child, with the complete innocence of a child, 
You say, Jesus, I want you. I want your gift of salvation. We encourage people when they receive the gift of salvation to express it in a prayer. There are no magic words. But let me give you an example tonight. It actually comes from one of our best-loved Christmas carols, O Little Town of Bethlehem. Did you know that the fourth verse of O Little Town of Bethlehem is actually a salvation prayer? It says this, O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell, O come to us. Abide with us, our Lord, Emmanuel. And with childlike innocence, if you've never received that gift of salvation, I would encourage you to take those words and make them intensely personal. Pray like this, O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to me, I pray. Cast out my sin. And enter in. Be born in me today. Oh, come to me. Abide with me. My Lord. Emmanuel. An angel came from heaven one day and said this. Mary will bear a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. A virgin is going to conceive and bear a son. And you are to call his name Emmanuel. Which means God with us. Thank you again for being with us tonight. We're going to close with a couple of songs including... Oh, little town of Bethlehem. But I want, on behalf of our church family, to wish every single one of you a blessed and merry Christmas. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of salvation in Jesus Christ. Thank you that everything has been done for us. All we have to do is receive it. But Lord, we must receive it in faith. You have told us that. So I pray tonight that you would give us the hearts and the innocence of little children and help us to believe that in Jesus our greatest longings are fulfilled. That in Christmas you truly give us everything we've ever wanted. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.